Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nuggets Nation. This is Ethan and it's episode 10 and I'm here to bring you guys a recap of this previous week's games of the Nuggets. Sorry for the one day delay, I just caught up with work and a few things. So I'm here to bring you a recap and just everything that has gone on in the past week for the Denver Nuggets. Obviously in fantastic news, Jamal Murray returned from his injury on Wednesday's game against the Houston Rockets. The Nuggets won that game 134-124, to all breakdown, what went well for the Nuggets in that game where they can improve, and how the rest of the week went. So for starters, as I mentioned, Jamal Murray returned from his absence with his hamstring injury. Unfortunately, on the first or second play of the game, he tweaked his ankle. Wasn't a significant injury. He stayed in the game. He did say after the game that his ankle was bothering him and that it seemed as if he was going to miss Friday's game against the Suns. So he did. But I'll break down that injury a little bit more. But I wouldn't say it's anything to be too concerned about. Michael Malone said it's day-to-day. And he did miss two games of their road trip so far. Game three of the road trip is tonight, Tuesday. This is when I'm recording. And But against the Houston Rockets, the Nuggets played really well as a team. I thought that's what stood out to me tremendously. Obviously, Nikola Jokic had a 30-point triple-double with no turnovers, which is incredible in itself. Nikola had 32 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists, and zero turnovers, like I mentioned. Just an incredible game. He continues to get better. He's been the best player in the NBA this season, to no surprise to all Nuggets fans. As we know, he is the best player in the world, but to the rest of the NBA who doesn't necessarily believe that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. He is. And there's other players who are great, like Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm not here to knock other players. All I'm trying to say is Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA, and it's frankly not close. So the MVP is his right now. Obviously, we're only 20-something games into the season, 21 right now. So it's important to just pause that. It's a long season. We're one-fourth of the way there. But as of right now, he's looking great, and so is the team, to be honest, especially with Jamal Murray returning. Not only did Jokic play really well against the Houston Rockets, Michael Porter also played really well. This is arguably Michael Porter's best game this year. It's seeming that Michael Porter has a good game, eh, Average game, good game. And he just needs to find a little more consistency on the offense and defensive end. Usually when he's doing well defensively, the buckets come offensively. And offensively, when he's struggling, sometimes he struggles defensively. And I'm not here to say one is correlated, but sometimes he just gets into a rhythm. And when he's in a rhythm, he becomes a really good player. But in the Houston Rockets game, Michael Porter had 30 points. 10 rebounds and 5 assists. And to me, the most interesting and best part of that stat line is his 5 assists. Michael Porter's biggest knack as an offensive player is his ball distribution. People claim that Michael Porter is not a good passer, and not only that, but he's a selfish player. And I would push back on both those claims and say Michael Porter, he plays the role of the offense that the Nuggets need, which is him to be that third or fourth scorer, which he is. He doesn't complain. He does it selfishly. The second thing is... He actually is a good passer. He just doesn't get the opportunity to demonstrate his passing a tremendous amount because Jokic and Murray are usually the playmakers in that offense, especially in the half-court set, and they're the ones who the offense rolls through. And Michael Porter is more of just a guy who's going to hit a bucket when you need it, and he does it, and he does it consistently. 
So there's such a negative mindset about Michael Porter's ball distribution and how he doesn't always get assists and whatnot. And sure, does he miss some passes? Yes, he does. But at the end of the day, he provides what the team needs him to do, and that is not ball distribution. It's to make shots and, yeah, distribute the ball in a small context, in a small sense, but not on a large scale. That's not his job. His job is to make threes. That is what he's paid to do and play defense on the other end. I know if you ask Michael Malone, what is Michael... Porter's best qualities obviously shooting is going to be at the top of the list because he's an incredible shooter but I also think passing it's a skill of his it just isn't utilized that often so it's overly criticized unfortunately that he doesn't use it so when it doesn't show up on the stat sheet fans who just like to get on players for silly reasons that's something to get on Michael Porter about because it doesn't show up but in today's game it did so that is wonderful and I got to point it out because I just want to show him credit and let people know that he actually can pass the ball rather well. The other thing in today's game was Jamal Murray had 16 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds in his return, which is a good stat line. I'm not really focused on his stat line, more just on his play. He looked solid out there. He did look a step slow or two at points, which is slightly concerning, but I don't think it's overly concerning. I do think it takes time to get back from an injury in which he needs, and there's nothing that really can ramp up to game speed like playing games. But overall, it was a good win for the Nuggets. They won 134-124 to once again, and good win. Moving on, their second game of the week, they played the Houston, they played the Phoenix Suns, not the Houston Rockets, sorry. This was going to be the first of back-to-back, both of which were on the road. In this game, which took place last Friday, there was no Jamal Murray. However, Aaron Gordon did return to the starting lineup, which was key, and he did make a difference, which was great to see. Um, Jokic had 21 points, 16 assists, 5 rebounds. He played really well. Michael Porter had 19 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. 4 assists, once again, just one less assist than he had against the Houston Rockets, demonstrating his passing with Jamal Murray out. Ball distribution ticked up for Michael Porter. So just once again, demonstrating that, yes, he is a good passer. And for all those naysayers who don't believe it, whatever, you're not going to believe it anyways, but I'm here to preview that it's not true. But I'm not going to really argue on that point because I know it's not true and I know fans of this podcast know it's not true. And... Justin Holiday has really been making a difference with Aaron Gordon out, Jamal Murray out, making shots, ball distribution, playing good defense as a wing player, coming off the bench, starting in the starting lineup for minutes. In this game against the Phoenix Suns, he had 15 points and 4 assists. He was really important to the team. He gave them good stretches, was able to guard Kevin Durant on one end, and I also got a shout out, Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson was tremendous in this game. He offensively has slowly started to get better this season, and defensively, he's got such great potential. He's tall. He's got a tremendously long wingspan, and Michael Malone trusts him defensively, and I think that was shown tonight. His assignment was guarding Kevin Durant. Stop Kevin Durant. That's one of the hardest assignments you can get in the league, and to get the honor that Michael Malone trusts a second-year guy in Peyton Watson who barely played last year, He's pretty much a rookie this season. That you're going to go out and guard Kevin Durant, I think that's such an honor for Peyton Watson, and he played incredible. He played so well. He was making Kevin Durant's life miserable. He still played really well, Kevin Durant, but he made his life difficult, and making his life difficult is important, as Doc Rivers pointed out on the broadcast. And he's like, you just need to make his life difficult because you need to burn his energy, affect his defensive performance, which they did, and make him come out the game a minute or two sooner because he needs a minute or two breather. 
So Peyton Watson did that. He contested shots with this really long wingspan, which I thought was so incredible. And he really played well defensively. He moved his feet. His wingspan was key. And it showed. And I think it really built trust for Michael Malone that Peyton Watson is going to be a trustworthy defender for this team coming off the bench, guarding tall wing players such as Kevin Durant. And Reggie Jackson in this game, he had 20 points. He's been so great with Jamal Murray out. And as Jamal Murray nears a second return now from this tweaked ankle, Reggie Jackson has been so good. I know I kind of talked negatively about Reggie Jackson on one of my first few podcasts consistently that I just didn't like the signing. He was older, yada, yada, yada. Well, I was wrong. I'll call myself out. I was completely wrong. And... I'm happy to be wrong. I'm not afraid to admit I was wrong. And Reggie Jackson has made such a positive impact on this team. He's provided a role. He's stepped into the starting point guard position rather seamlessly. He knows how to play with Nikola Jokic. One of the biggest negatives of new guys who come to the Nuggets is that they don't know how to play with Nikola Jokic. Playing with Nikola Jokic isn't the hardest thing in the world, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. Part of what I mean is that you need to have the ability to cut and to understand how Jokic is going to play the game. Jokic plays the game at an incredibly high speed in terms of how he processes the game. Not in terms of his physical motion, but in terms of his processing. Nikola Jokic often processes a step or two before the play happens. Oftentimes why you see him directing guys in certain spots, because he knows that it's going to anticipate and the ball is going to come here, whether it's defensively, offensively, and he knows how defenses are going to set up and where he can break them down best. And playing with Jokic requires being on that same mindset and wavelength that you're going to do kind of what he says and just really listen to him. And a lot of guys sometimes struggle with that. Others don't. I think it's really nice to play with a player like that. One of the smartest players to play this game. So I think that's incredible. And Reggie Jackson totally gets it. He knows how to cut off Jokic. He makes shots. He can play in the pick and roll action. He does so many things really well that don't necessarily show up on the stat line, but he doesn't. And he doesn't night in and night out. So you got to give Reggie Jackson the credit that he deserves. And as Jamal Murray comes back, he's going to return to his bench role. And I think it's exciting as Nuggets fans to see how well Reggie Jackson played in his starting role to how that can translate to his bench role, especially with those younger guys, Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, Julian Strother, Zeke Naji, all those guys, they still need development. And guys like Reggie Jackson, he didn't have a linear path to the point where he's at in the NBA. He was a lottery pick back with the Thunder. He then played in Detroit. Then he played in LA. He then kind of almost fell out the league at one point in Detroit and LA kind of like resurfaced to home for him. So he understands the difficulties of the NBA. And I think that goes a long way when you're dealing with some younger guys on your team, especially guys who are not going to start. So they might not be having the super high confidence that other guys are having who are starting in the league today that are younger. So Reggie Jackson is such a vital piece to have on a team. And speaking of vital pieces to have on a team is DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan has also been great with Aaron Gordon out. He's played big time minutes against the Clippers a previous night. He was so good with Reggie Jackson in the pick and roll. I also just kind of, yeah, I got to shout out DeAndre Jordan. Though he's older and has been really great locker room presence, I really thought he was just going to be one of those guys like Andre Iguodala, who really was just going to provide his role on the bench, almost be like a player coach and just do his job. But he's done more than that. He provided minutes and he's for sure not in good game condition at the moment, but he was hustling out there. He provided a role. He's a veteran. He knows exactly what to do. And he had a really good game. He had a really good game. I know I mentioned this on the podcast the other week, but DeAndre Jordan had a really good game. So I think that's important to shout out and just 
it's important to have a guy like that on your team. He doesn't need to play, but when he does, he's going to do well. And he's not selfish either. So I think that's really important. And then finally, Durant did have 30 points against the Nuggets in that game. Nurkic had 31 points. The two of them played really well. The Phoenix Suns did not have Bradley Booker or Bradley Beal or Devin Booker. Sorry, combine those two names together. Neither of those guys were playing, so neither team was at full strength. However, the Nuggets won by eight points. It's a road win. A win is good, and especially on the road. So you can't really complain. I mean, the Phoenix Suns were upset about a lot of calls I saw on Twitter after the game, but unfortunately, I think they got a lot of calls, actually. The Nuggets are not getting a lot of calls. As you guys know, the Nuggets are not getting to the free throw line much in today's season, and it's affecting their play. If they could just get to the free throw line five to six to seven more times a game and just cash in on three to four points, they'd just be so much better off because we're talking about two possessions that they're not scoring that they would have points. So... That does matter. And then finally transitioning into our third game of the week, they played the Sacramento Kings. This was the second night of a back-to-back, both of which were on the road. They won the previous night in Phoenix against the Suns, and they lost to the Kings 123-117. to This was a good game. It was tough. The Sacramento Kings are good. For people who don't think the Kings are good, you're wrong. The Kings are good. They finished third in the West last season. They played the Golden State Warriors in the first round, they lost in seven games. They were up 3-2 in that series. They lost the Golden State Warriors, who were such a good team with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green when it comes to the playoffs. The Warriors are actually not having that great of a year this season, but that's not who I'm talking about right now, so I don't want to get too sidetracked with them. But the Kings won. They won by six points. They have a good team. Sabonis is really good. He had seven points, 15 rebounds, seven assists. De'Aaron Fox... Had 26 points, 16 assists, which is so good. Four rebounds. Um, Kevin uh, Huter, I think is how you pronounce his last name. They're a three-point shooter. He had 16 points. He made four threes. Harrison Barnes had 11 points. Keegan Murray had eight points. And then they really won because their bench. Malik Monk had 26 points. You can't allow Malik Monk to get 26 points. Malik Monk is a good bench player. He is a good three-point shooter. Borderline elite three-point shooter, I'd argue. You can't let him to get threes, and that's what the Nuggets did. Malik Monk had 26 points on 19-14 shooting and 4-7-3 with four points coming from the free throw line. You can't do that. If you play that way, you can't expect to win on a nightly basis, unfortunately. this Though this was a back-to-back, in order to win back-to-backs, especially against tough teams like the Sacramento Kings, you got to play good defense. And the Nuggets didn't play good defense. And not only that, but they found themselves down at halftime, a sizable amount. I think it was 12 to 14 points. And when you do that, once again, you're going to have to dig yourself out of a hole, which they attempted to do. I think they cut the lead, they cut the lead down to three points and never could overcome that. But it's really tough when you're coming down 14 and you got to go on an 8-9-0 extended run and you can't just string together a few possessions at a time, which the Nuggets are really good at doing. And they did play good in the clutch. They just they just couldn't finish this one out. And you can't finish them all out, and that's tough. But this was game two of their three-game road trip, and they do play the Los Angeles Clippers on Tuesday or not Tuesday night, they play um, on Wednesday night, I believe, and I'm recording on Tuesday, sorry, so I got my days mixed up a little, and that'll be an exciting game, that game's on national TV, it's 10pm Eastern for all those fans wanting to tune in, you should absolutely watch the game, I think it'll be really good, the Nuggets beat the Clippers on the road like 10-ish days ago from the point in which they'll play, I'm expecting good things from the Nuggets. It's the third game of the road trip. They're one and one on the road trip so far. I do believe the Nuggets can win. I think they're favored by like one and a half points. 
If Jamal Murray returns for that game, I feel confident about the Nuggets winning. If he doesn't, I'm not not confident in which they can win, but I would love him playing, though I do believe they can win. Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan got it done without Jokic and Aaron Gordon last time, so assuming both those players play and Reggie Jackson just steps back into the starting lineup and Justin Holiday and Christian Braun and KCP, the Nuggets got good players, so I'm confident in their squad and I'm confident in their team. I believe they can win, and I think they're starting the month off of December strong, though they didn't advance in the in-season tournament. I think, as I mentioned before, it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise and they play some lesser teams, but we'll see. And I look forward to guys to catching up with you guys next week. I know this podcast was a little shorter. They're just, I don't want to waste your time talking about things that don't need to be talked about. And there was only so much to talk about this week, but next week I'll make sure that the podcast is a little longer and that you guys have more to tune in for. So thank you all for listening and have a wonderful day and go Nuggets.